Booze Brothers Radio Show, 90.3 FM, Voice of the People. I'm DJ DZ. Hit me up on the grammar on Snapchat, DJ underscore DZ. Sitting across from me, we got the lovely Macy. Macy, introduce yourself. Tell the people who you are. Hey guys, what's up? I'm uh, Macy Bro. I am a MMA fighter, boxer, and jiu-jitsu practitioner, and I'm about to make my pro boxing debut in the uh, next few months. That's incredible, just seeing the journey that you've made in the last year. So you were one of our first guests earlier in the the year 2019 and seeing you just actually no it was actually in january when we last had you and uh seeing the whole transformation from then and you've already fought twice i think since that in radio interview and so now you get a roy jones jr promotion coming up yeah so some of you that are not familiar with roy jones jr he is a a great rapper (laughs) (laughs) can't be touched yeah untouchable now he has a he was a great boxer uh had he came with a little music career uh try to touch on rapping uh but now has a good promotion he's gonna be fighting mike tyson again uh sometime this year and uh yeah like now here you are in a a time when there's very few fights going on you're on one of the cards and it's awesome that you're gonna be fighting at least close by that people can go see and purchase tickets where can do you know where people can buy tickets yet um, not yet, but as soon as people can, I'll let you guys know. And the uh, fights are also going to be streamed on UFC Fight Pass. True. Yep. So you can uh, download the UFC Fight Pass app and stay tuned for September 24th. Yeah, man, that's going to be awesome. The 24th September. Yeah, we need some sports. It's just been so dry out here. How's uh, what you've been watching UFC? You said during uh, a yes. pandemic. All the UFC cards. Everything that's been coming out. What about uh, have you rewatched any of the other sports? Uh, not much. I'm not really into any other sports besides the boxing and the MMA. Uh, they actually had a few boxing cards uh, in the last few few weeks that I've been keeping up with also. Okay. That's good. And then, like, what about baseball? Have you been seeing the baseball or basketball on the, you know what they're doing, like, cutouts? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, they have cut out, like, healthcare workers or people sitting in the stands at in the for major league baseball they're sitting in the stands and it's a cardboard cutout and that's who their fans are oh wow and uh for the nba they just had their uh the pelicans played the jazz last night um they just had television screens for people's faces and they were like digitally there and it's a, it's a it's what has to be done because right. of covid and uh speaking on covid so with everyone losing their jobs uh you lost yours uh, for a little while, yeah, I was out of work because um, I was teaching fitness classes. I was working in a gym setting, so the gyms are one of the first things to actually get cut and go. Yeah, man. And so the parents, I mean, they're clearly devastated because now they gotta hang out with the kid all day. <laughs> but there's no, there's no like mandatory staying in shape. There's no health uh, benefits. It's just stay inside, get fat, eat snacks, watch video games in the backyard if there is a backyard right and uh and then you know some of these parents they are not the most physical people they're i know a lot of people who aren't playing catch with their kids or even trying to teach them how to ride a bike because they don't know how and uh yeah it's a devast- it's a sad time for kids to be growing up right now and uh you have a child yourself right yes so he's uh what's he doing um, so actually playing a lot of Fortnite, TikTok. Um, I try to keep him active as much as I can. But uh, kids these ages, like, you know, he can't see his friends or hang out with his friends. So he's going to communicate with them on, you know, the Fortnite, play games with them right now for the way, you know, he can. Yeah. And it's, uh, 
yeah, it's a difficult time. And now school's starting back up. Do you think you're going to put him back in regular school? Uh, yeah, I would like to, honestly. Um, I'm very, a little hesitant, like every parent probably is right now, about with uh, the COVID and everything going on. But uh, I don't want him to miss out on that opportunity to, you know, hang out with friends and get the actual, you know, face-to-face contact and, like, you know, those things they need whenever they're that age. Yeah, I, mean, I, I remember cherishing, like, my friends. Like, we had a little circle group, like five of us, like the dudes, and we would always go tagging and, <laughs> yeah, ruin some people's property. But, uh, yeah, that was, like, a core part of growing up is socializing with your peers and, uh it's going to be difficult to see these kids not doing that because all, all they're doing is talking to people on uh, headsets on their PS4s and talking trash to some guy in Korea. Right. <laughs> talking about playing with his mom. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right, you got your kid at home, and during the COVID, how are you able to train? Um, so, actually, me and my boyfriend both do martial arts. Uh, so, we bought some mats off Amazon, and... Um, we actually just held mitts for each other back and forth. We would do 30 minutes. I'd do 30 minutes on the elliptical. Yeah. Then I'd go do 30 minutes on the bag, and we'd rotate. Just trying to, like, find a way to stay active. Um, I'd run down the street. Um, just things that I could do at home. Um, it was a setback from training basically, you know, four to five hours a day at the gyms or going from gym to gym and uh, cutting, in, like, into my schedule and uh, not being able to do the things I normally do did take a toll on me as far as, you know, my physical and then also, like, my cardio and things like that, so. Okay. Who's the other UFC fighter who's training with his girlfriend? Is that Mike Perry? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, man, he got in some trouble, I think, shortly thereafter. Yeah, I think he got into a fight at a restaurant with the older guy. That's right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, then apologize and it was a, it was a bad look in the UFC. Oh yeah, for sure. Um but <laughs> I remember he, him bragging about this is my training partner. He's just talking about his girl and like you know, you got to hand it to the dude. When you don't have a camp, for those of you that aren't familiar with fighting, you know, you have a, a group of people who are training you in grappling and well, you tell them. Yeah, so you have a group of people that are basically your size. Um if you know who your opponent is, they'll try and mimic that style to give you the work you need and uh not having those training partners can be really crucial. Um so to be able to go do what he did and take that fight without one coaches, mm-hmm. without any cornermen, yeah. and with his girlfriend who honestly doesn't have any martial arts experience, who is just, you know, they are trying her the best she could. <laughs> Root, like, rooting for her man, yeah. Yep. And he won. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's a good fighter. I'm not going to take nothing right. away from him. Great fighter. But then had that unfortunate incident at the restaurant and... Uh, it's a bad look. And I think a lot of MMA fighters, boxers, anybody in the martial arts does get that bad rep. And there's always somebody that wants to pick a fight just because, oh, you're a fighter? I could take you, bro. And, and I, I, you know, I commend a lot of people in martial arts for having that discipline. Like, no, I don't, I don't like to fight. I don't need to fight. And this isn't getting paid. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, why not? I, I wouldn't, if you're good at something, make sure you get paid for it. Speaking of which. We have Macy's meal prep now available. So Macy handed me her card. I'm looking at it right now. And if you are somebody like me, I'm going to use me as a perfect example. I am always on the go. I am either at the radio station. I'm picking up my kids from school. I am trying to get a filming job. I am meeting people. I, I was a really busy social butterfly before this pandemic. And if things go back to the way they were, I definitely need help with my meals because i'd have to go to a a cane's chicken or 
roll up at their rouses and get a little poke bowl and that's just kind of out of my way and i have to go because i want to try to eat good and i like i'm like okay poke bowls are, are good for me because it's all fish and vegetables in my mind i'm thinking this and then i look at the calorie count it's like a thousand calories like damn got me so tell me about macy's meal prep how did this all start yeah, so um, ever since I was in high school, I was meal prepping for myself because I knew, like, what I needed to do my sports. And um, I was feeling kind of crappy eating school lunch, you know. Yeah. Um, so I decided, like, hey, I'm going to look into what I need for my body. And then um, after working at a few gyms for a few years, um, I saw a lot of people actually, like, struggling with that side. They'd put in hours at the gym, and they wouldn't see the results because it's what they were doing as far as going eat out and fast food and things like that so uh, i actually wanted to you know help these people i was actually working out with or training so i started uh, my business and uh, it makes it really convenient for people who are working who are always on the go because instead of stopping at that fast food place or hey. you know not having enough time to prepare your meals or you know maybe if you know what the right things to eat are you just don't have to like time to cook them so uh, our meals are basically microwave safe. Uh, they're actually in their containers already. So you pop them from the fridge to the microwave. You can take them along with you to work. Um, super convenient, actually, too. Yeah, okay. I. Uh, so what if I, uh, again, use me as an example. Like, I'm always on the go. I don't have a microwave here. Can I eat thing cold? I mean, you can, but... Uh, that's if you're one of those people who like cold pizza, cold chicken, go ahead. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you recommend heating it up for yes, sure. Yes, for All sure. Right. Okay. Now, what if I have kids? Is this something for them? Um, so all the meals kids could eat. I don't know if you have picky eaters, but uh, we do have like cauliflower pizzas and things like that. Um, I promise they don't taste like cauliflower. Um, but it's really good. Like instead of going to Domino's, we have our large pizzas that go for uh, twelve ninety nine. And uh, it's, you know, pretty big. It can, you know, be for a whole family, even your kids. Yeah. Okay. That's a, I mean, that's really good when you're talking about the family and the family aspect of it. It's a, that's something I had found myself doing. I was like, all right, I'm putting on a lot of weight during COVID. Let me start getting these veggies in. Let me start eating right. And then I'm still letting my kids eat like trash. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm here still making them hamburgers and hot dogs and crap and eating chips. And then I'm over here with a salad and salmon okay i'm gonna try and eat as good as i can not knowing how much i'm supposed to like how much protein i'm supposed to get how much uh veggies i'm supposed to have is there a certain not everybody's the same is what i've gathered in my years so how do you determine what's good for you and what's not right uh so we have two different plans we have a paleo plan uh which is dairy free grain free and then we also have a keto, which is high fat, low carb. Um, so I, I would just like ask the person their activity level, what they're doing throughout the day. And if we have someone who actually needs like the extra protein, we can up their protein, we can up their carbs and things like that. So like just our basic meal plan comes with five ounces of protein, whether it be chicken or fish or, you know, ground beef, things like that. A serving of vegetables and a serving of a carb for the paleo, like sweet potatoes, red potatoes. Okay. So, you mentioned potatoes. There's obviously, I mean, lots of potatoes you can choose from at the, at the market. Are any of those even good for you? Um, most of them are not um, because of how um, complex they are and just the high carbs. Um, yeah. So, I would say, like, sweet potatoes are a really good one. Um, red potatoes over white potatoes for sure. Okay. So, the, all those russet potatoes and uh, Idaho don't even, they're not that good for <laughs> <No>. you? No. <laughs> 
I, it's the truth. Right. I, I do know this. I know this stuff. But uh, I'm, I just don't know when I'm supposed to substitute for all this good food. So, like, lettuce, I, I get spinach instead of lettuce whenever I'm getting a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, bell peppers, I'd rather get something with vinegar than just plain old green peppers. And you can always, like, spice it up. For example, like, for spaghetti, I use either spaghetti squash or zucchini noodles. And I don't want that boring, you know, basic just plain chicken, plain fish. You know, I'll make, you know, chicken parmesan. I'll make Mm. spaghetti squash. I'll make, you know, a hamburger bowl. Whereas, you know, everything good about a burger, you have the bacon, you have the sauce, you have everything besides the bun. And just making all those good food items actually healthy and putting a twist on it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Mardi Gras passed and your fight happened like two weeks after, right? Yes. And then the pandemic. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. And so you were eating, you were eating a little trashy, right? Yeah. After my fight, you know, I went celebrate, had some, uh, ice cream and some things I shouldn't have. Yeah. Now when it comes to the cheat days, I always hear about a cheat day. You could pick your own or is that, is that even advised? Um, so I would recommend if you're going like to try a diet or getting on a healthy kick, doing something for about 20 days before you're like, hey, I did this for a week. Let me have a cheat day Mm -hmm. Um, just because it takes your body about 20 days for you to get in like a routine. Um, But if you do have a cheat day, I would say like once every month, once every two weeks, possibly. But uh, basically eat the things you want to eat those days. Um, What I like to also say is plan for a cheat meal, not a cheat day. Okay. Because if you plan for a cheat day, that cheat day might carry over into a cheat week. Whereas <laughs> if it's a meal, if it carries over into the day, yeah. you don't feel you know as guilty. Yeah, I gotta fill this. Oh yeah, I gotta finish this whopper in the fridge. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I save it for later. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, very good advice. All right, so make sure you guys hit up Macy on her Instagram. It's uh, Macy's Meal. M A C Y S M E A L. That's on Instagram. Uh, the website is that still good? Yes. Okay, Macy's Meal Prep if you guys want to get back in shape, you guys want to get lean. Uh, I personally want to lose this gut. I I'm I have my skinny ass arms. They're looking great, <laughs> but this gut is just it's not it's not working for me. I gotta get toned and tight, and um, I'm definitely about the veggies. There's not there's not one vegetable I dislike that I can recall. Um, I even tried that apple cider vinegar. Have you ever heard of the doing the like the shot? Yeah, yeah, the shot every day. I tried doing that. And it helps. Like I'm. Definitely feeling a little lighter on my feet. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how much longer I can put up with that taste because I'd be chugging a lot of water just to get that taste in my mouth. Right, right. Um, is there any, like, diets that did not work for you in the past? Um, not really. I feel like any diet you could stick to, um, it will work. Um, it's just about finding what's right for you. Like, if you're a person who can't stay away from carbs, um, maybe try high-carb, low-fat. Um. So it's about what like finding what you can do and what you like and um, finding a diet that works with you because um you know somebody who doesn't like you know certain things it's hard for them to do certain diets yeah um I was dating this young lady who told me her aunt was a physical trainer and her aunt said you can eat whatever you want as long as you go work out and in my mind I was like okay that makes sense logically but how much are you really working out in a day? My question for you is, how much do you work out in a day? Um, so before, uh, I was kind of overdoing it, working out maybe like four hours uh, in a day, doing like multiple classes. Um, 
But I slowed it down just so it's not as taxing on my body. And uh, so right now I'm basically doing one class, which is boxing. And uh, I go to boxing and maybe an hour and a half. Um, we do boxing, bad work, mitt work, followed by strength and conditioning. Then I'll get like a long 30-minute run-in for that day. So about like two hours total. Okay. And that's uh, that's and you're a fighter. You're professionally, this is what you do. Yes. So for Joe Schmo, who works at the corner office, um, an hour, two hours a day, you recommend that for him to work out? Yeah, I would say like starting off maybe 30, 45 minutes and then, uh, you know, progressively build up to that hour. And if you're going in there, putting a lot of work in, you shouldn't need more than three hours a day to, you know, if you're in the gym for two hours, you might be doing a little too much for your body. Get in there have a plan when you go don't just go to the gym without a plan i'm gonna do this leg press machine and some bench press like know what you're going in there to do and get it done you know put the work in and don't spend too much time in there just lollygagging oh that's my fault <laughs> <laughs> i go in there like oh it's on tv oh i like this song and then i'll just get on the elliptical and maybe i'll do a run and before i know it i'm like oh, all right one mile 20 minutes later what am i doing with life listen you guys if you're running you need to be what's a good average run for a mile a good average, I would say, like, try and keep it under 10 minutes if possible. One mile, that's not hard to do. One mile in 10 minutes is pretty well, you can do that. If you're uh, heavily obese, uh, walk yeah. first. Got to take baby steps. Uh, I can give that advice. I know that much. Make sure you're walking first before you run. Now, people that are heavily obese, uh, I do you? is there a way that they benefit from this meal prep program? Um, so I cannot give like medical advice. So according to like, you know, if they're diabetic or what their doctor says, like I can't, you know, prescribe anything, but, um, depending on, you know, food allergies and things like that, if they tell me like, Hey, I can have this, this, and this, I can also tailor to it, you know, yeah, and try and help them out as much as possible. I try to give the best advice I can for uh, bigger people. Like, hey, maybe you should drink more water, man. Like, uh, not chug all those sodas, like like two liter of cola in the corner of your room. Need to get the hell out of here. Yeah, water's big key, you know. If you drink more water, like at least a gallon throughout the day or, you know, maybe six bottles of water, just hold yourself accountable and that will make a big, big difference. Oh, yeah. that who's, It was Alj, matter of fact. Alj put me on a... When we started working together, he was a little heavier. Like, a little heavier. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know what I did, man? Stop drinking those Cokes. We're, we were working at the club. So we're used to orange juice, cranberry cocktails, uh, Coca-Cola Sprites, everything for mixes. We're that's what we drank if we weren't drinking alcohol. So he was like, I cut all that out, all the orange juice, all the cranberry cocktail, all the sodas especially, and just drank water, and that helped me drop like twenty pounds. And yeah. that was like within a season, like in a fall season. I was like, oh damn! Like I came, where did I go? I went to California for something, came back two months later, and like did not even recognize this man. Like, oh snap! Look at you. He's like, yeah man, fitting back in my old high school clothes, and yeah, that's that's when we started hanging out a lot more, and. uh I, you know, I, I personally, like, I like seeing people healthy. I don't want to see nobody dying from obesity and having heart problems. That's, like, the number one killer in America is yep. your health. You're, you're killing yourself eating these, like, McDonald's and crappy food that's just not good for you. And so I, I applaud you for, like, starting this meal prep program because I know people who do it. I watch them on the gram and, like, no, nah, I don't got time for that. But the fact that you're doing it for mm -hmm. yourself and helping your community yes. great good on you and i that's what i'm saying definitely hit up macy's meal on instagram or macy's meal prep.com on the internet and if you want to follow macy 
your what, what is it mma underscore macy bro right yes and it's bro yep like okay. what's up bro yeah <laughs> oh that's right so we were having a discussion um uh, when was it it was on instagram what uh what ended up being your nickname because we're we're there's a couple of them there's beauty and the beast mm-hmm. there was uh the shark and then what did yeah. you decide on um so beauty and the beast was there for a while uh, it just was kind of long and something that i really wasn't confident in um so um i'm at a gym right now it's called kinder boxing club in kinder um and their logo is actually the shark uh also known as the kingfish so um you know for a while like a while back whenever i was going through names my son he's big into sharks and things like that so he said mako um and that one actually stuck um so whenever i was trying to like rebrand myself uh just so I can come up with a logo and put logos on shorts and shirts and things like that. That one just stuck, and uh, I think I'm going to stick with it, you know, just it's a not, shark. Yeah. That's a good ring to it. Macy Mako Bro. Yeah. I like it. It, it works out great, especially if you know sharks. Right. Are y'all watching Shark Week? That's it. Right. Macy's in it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now you got this boxing debut. It's the first time you're going to put some mitts on professionally, and you're part of a big promotion, too. And this is going on during COVID. Uh are you have do you have any fears that you're gonna that anybody's gonna get sick um honestly not really um i think the promotion and it being like such a big organization that they're gonna be you know cautious and safe and um we might actually do what's called like a bubble for fighting where they get the fighters in they test them two weeks ahead and then you basically have to stay like quarantined with only certain people and they'll test you every so many weeks until you fight the night of the fight and yeah things like that understandable which i'm i'm willing to do if it means getting back to work and doing progressive things in my life instead of living in fear yeah i don't mind getting tested and staying away from people yeah if i need to uh like i was saying earlier i had to go get a covid test this morning so we could resume filming on this uh movie that we're doing for amazon and stuck to have you had a uh, nasal swab yet yes yeah how many uh, about three or four. Um, we've been getting them done for MMA practices, so we're able to train and train safely. Okay. That's very important, especially when you're sweating with other people and there's... Right. Yeah. You guys are so close in contact. It's not like you're at Walmart six feet apart. You're definitely face-to-face. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like I said, with, I don't mind doing these tests. I don't mind being secluded and away from other people. I just want things to get going. And, you know, people talking about this new normal... I mean, like you, we're making it right now. Ain't, there's we're not waiting for it. Like, it is what we're gonna. It's right. gonna be what it, whatever we make it out to be. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if it means quarantine and uh, being in a little bubble, so be it. Right. And that's uh, the way it's probably gonna have to be for at least some time until there's a vaccine and people can feel safe walking around. Uh, so now you you have your son who's about to start up school. Does that play into any effect with your training and like trying to still be a mom? and not have not instill a fear in him and also be safe yeah um so this summer uh it was kind of like kind of bummer because i like to bring him with me to training during the summers and also like i used to teach kids classes um which are not running right now but putting him in the classes during the summer and bringing him to training with me and i'm not able to do that because we're only allowed to have so many people in the training room and i also don't want him around a bunch of like different people while i'm training so that part uh, kind of bummed me out a little bit because I like having with him with me there. Um, actually, as far as like the starting school part, um, you know, we're going to take as many precautions as we can. 
uh, the first two weeks I think we're doing online and then um, whenever they go back um, just hopefully you know everything goes smooth and we do the best we can as far as you know keeping everything clean washing the school bags washing the school clothes yeah you know yeah I guess I'm gonna have to start doing that too I don't like washing like backpacks and stuff because or lunch pails I, I find myself doing that washing out their lunch bags yeah. uh, just because they have spills and then uh and they got like little debris falling all over the place but um yeah i guess that's a precaution we're all gonna have to take is constantly washing the clothes send them to school with hand sanitizer masks does he wear any cool masks or just a normal surgical ones um so i'm gonna get it i just ordered him one on amazon a cool one that he wanted it's a Fortnite mask yeah so. okay. <laughs> that, I think that's the only cool thing about it. Like, everyone gets to wear a mask nowadays. And I love Halloween. So yeah. I tell people, like, yo, just be ridiculous with it. Ain't right. nobody going to say nothing. I walked into Walmart with a full mask on. Ain't nobody said nothing to me. They're like, okay, he's being safe. Right. And yeah, you see people wearing the whole, the face guard, the, the mask, the eye, whatever they are. And to each their own. You right. know? And I, I'm no one to judge because I don't know what they're dealing with or who they have at home. And who has the potential of getting sick at their residence? So yeah, I, I've gotten past the point of judging people. Right. I'm more so like, oh, cool mass, bro. Yeah, <laughs> keep it coming. All right, so now we're training. We're getting ready for these fights in September. Is there anything else that, that has to get added on? Because it's different from MMA. Boxing from MMA is there? I mean, different things that you do now. Yeah. Um. So as far as amateur boxing, which I was doing before, we had the headgear, we had the bigger gloves. Um. And also, uh, we were doing three-minute rounds. Um, but as a female boxer, when you go pro, which I'm not really a big fan of, and I think it's kind of unfair, but uh, we have two-minute rounds instead of three, like the guys. Um, Women? Yes. Okay, that's BS. Correct. I agree. Um, and then uh, we have smaller gloves. And then um, instead of three rounds, it's going to be four rounds starting off. And uh, women can go up to ten rounds. What do the guys get? 12. Okay. I'm going to try and change that, write up a petition. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I think has to be done. I mean, yeah. given the environment of everything nowadays, you got to say something. Right. And that seems like uh, sexist and uh, misogynistic. Yeah. I think are. boxing is just one that's so set back in, like, the old school ways, especially, like, anything from, like, the judging to, like, how the events were put on and things like that. So. Yeah. You know, something I still wonder about, this can be your first time boxing, uh, do they they still have ring girls go around the ring in their bikinis even yeah. if it's a female boxer? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, so I don't know if you ever heard of the promotion Invicta. Um, it's on UFC yeah. Fight Pass. It's an all women's promotion, and uh, I think for a little while they did have like a ring guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's that's what I would hope for. That's what I was wondering. Like, why why don't they do that? Yeah. Um, I mean, just change the times. I really don't even see the purpose of the ring girls anymore nowadays. I mean, everything's digitalized, and you could just, oh, it's round one, round two. And if you don't know how to count to, like, ten, I mean, you're right. the point you watch boxing. Yeah, I think that's more like the old school, like, setting the way for, like, the fans and the people watching. Right, but I think every promotion has their opportunity to be unique and be distinguished. Right. So when I see ring girls still, what was it, uh, Golden Gloves in West Virginia, they were having like a little ring girl contest in the middle of the fights, in between fights, and they were oh, just wow. yeah. And I'm like, uh, I thought we were here for freaking boxing, right? Right. And there's these six or seven girls just walking around. Well, only one of them's carrying the card, uh-huh. and the other ones are waving everybody. What do you guys think? Let's make some noise, <laughs> bro. This is not freaking chumps 
beauty pageant. Yeah. I'm here for some boxing. I want to see some people bleed. Yeah. There's actually a show down here, uh, Friday Night Fights. I'm sure you heard of it. Yes. It's a, a boxing promotion. But uh, what they do between fights and things like that is they get, like, performers or strippers or, you know, it's not a kid-friendly show. But they'll get <laughs> uh, different people to come on and do their, like, little shows. So instead of having ring girls, they'll do something like that. Okay. I got to get on that. I walk <laughs> on my hands. <laughs> I always, yeah, I always... I'm curious, like, what happens to those girls that... How do you get wrapped into that? And then, of your dating the boxers, like, how how much does that affect what you're doing, too? Right. Um, I actually know of a few females uh, in the MMA that actually started as ring card girls, yeah. and then they actually transitioned into the fighting. Cool. Yeah. That's badass. You know who... Uh, you know Ariane? She, uh, she got... She's recently pregnant. Uh, mm-hmm. She has, like, four months now. And uh, that's somebody I was like, I wonder if she's... She does train in MMA. I was curious if she was ever going to actually have a fight. And no. She had yeah. some... She decided to just have a baby. All right, girl. Go ahead. That, yeah. Which does not eliminate you from fighting. She still could do it. Right. But I think she's trying to be a family, a right, mom, right. and all that good stuff. So, teach her. That's good. So, Biloxi, this is going to be the first time fighting down there? Um, Let's see. So, actually, I had two fights that were lined up for uh, Empire Fighting Championship in Biloxi. And uh, for one of them, my opponent fell through. Um, they didn't make weight. They came in, like, eight pounds heavy. Mm. Yeah. So I ended up doing, like, a combat jujitsu match. And for those of you guys who don't know what that is, it's jujitsu, like the grappling. But you can open palm strike once you get to the ground. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you can bitch slap somebody. Right. So I was able <laughs> to do that, uh, land some pretty cool shots, and get a cool experience with that, even though my fight fell through. Yeah. And then my other fight that was supposed to be in Biloxi, um, the opponent didn't show up because I think there was some storm in Florida oh. and they didn't want to travel. So it's understandable. But then another girl from her gym ended up coming. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, so how frustrating is that? And wh- what's the purpose of when you make weight or don't make weight? Um, so as a professional, um, you do get some of your purse taken away when you don't make weight. Um, as an amateur, um, it's your call. Like, I gave up a few fights, like, as far as, like, weight. Like, I gave up, like, I let them take the weight advantage just so I can get the experience. But as my amateur career progressed, I had to, like, be smart with it and not take those fights that were super heavy or whatever. But the thing about being a female, and there's so few right now, um, as a male, let's say 145 or 155, which is, like, a super dense weight class, if your opponent doesn't make weight or if, it's a week's notice and someone drops out um it's very easy to grab from that pool and find another guy yeah. whereas with the females like it's almost impossible to find yeah you're searching right man so very important for them to be uh, to make weight obviously because yeah. it's part of the purse yeah you know if you want to get paid you got to be it within weight standards and it has to be a pretty even match right and then so if they don't make weight that day so they get the part of the purse taken away is it go against their record? Um, so it doesn't go against their record. I think if you have so many, you can get, like, penalized for certain promotions. Like, okay. Or you can, like, you know, something with your contract. Um, but um, the cool thing is, like, let's say my opponent doesn't make weight. That part of that purse that got taken away comes to me. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I like the money. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. Lose your weight. What's your victory meal after you? So after, uh, yeah, what's your victory meal? Um, so after a fight, I try and stay away from, like, red meat during my fight week just because, like, it's harder for our body to, like, digest. So during, like, training camps and stuff like that, I stay away from the red meat. And uh, so after my fight, uh, I just, like, a giant steak 
the day after. Um, but after my fight, most of the time, nothing's open besides IHOP. So I'll go get an egg white veggie omelet with a bunch of avocados and whatnot. Okay. You don't try and, like, have a Sunday celebration? Um, it just depends. Uh, most of the time, like, as an amateur, I was able to plan a lot of events out. Um, so I always had some after so I couldn't, like, go too crazy. Yeah. But as a pro, um, there's going to be, like, a bigger time gap between fights, so I think I might maybe have a cheat meal or two. So, yeah, that's going to bring me to my next question. So what's going to happen in the future? Like, what do you, your opinion, what do you think is going to happen with all these fights and New Orleans and mixed martial arts? Um, so as far as, like, mixed martial arts right now, I feel like it's getting popular. And um, just with COVID and everything going on right now, um, I think... You know, the UFC is doing a really good job of having the events, putting the events on, being super smart with it. And MMA and boxing are one of the only sports, I feel, that can be, like, put on without a crowd or put on because it's not as, like, football where you have a bunch of guys all together. Yeah, it's not like a team, a whole team. Right, right. So I feel like that's going to, you know, push us forward a little bit and actually put the MMA and the boxing out there a little more to people who maybe weren't as into it before and then uh as far as new orleans and the city i just hope you know people start you know taking it more serious and uh because i I want my gym to open i want to teach kids classes again you know i want to be around my gym family and you know for things to go back you know to as normal as possible all right i'm gonna get a little personal here because uh you just brought up the kids again so the mother of my kids she wants to put them in this martial arts class and great i'm I'm all for it because i had my oldest in uh and Nola BJJ in the okay. West Bank, so he was he got a gray belt like doing well. I had to get him out for uh, education purposes. He had to get his grades up. Right. So we, he hasn't been back there in about two years. So now all the kids are at the age where they can go do all the sports, but we're in the middle of COVID. So I'm still like I'm very hesitant about them going to school, much less going to uh, a sports team where they're around other dirty little kids that don't wash their hands. And now she wants to put him in martial arts. And I'm I'm arguing with her. I don't want to just stick him in any martial arts class and wonder if they're teaching him karate, if they're just conditioning, if they're just training. Are they even sparring? From what I saw, they're not. And I would rather have my kids in jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And just because I already know the guys, we already have the geese. Already, I'm, I'm into BJJ. I, like, I've, we've been a mixed martial arts family. And it's just this opportunity came up with karate or with this uh, martial arts class i what are what are the perks of teaching children karate as opposed to bjj as opposed to like boxing um so if i had to pick like which one i would suggest for like young children to do it would honestly be jiu-jitsu because it teaches so much like discipline respect um and also as far as like a child's body mechanics i feel like jiu-jitsu is one that comes very natural to a lot of kids yeah um but as far as like the other martial arts uh boxing i feel like it has to be something that the kid honestly wants to do and also you have to pick the right gym some boxing environments aren't really like the safest for kids um the environment's a lot tougher in the boxing environment um and then also for the kids they can start fighting at eight years old um as far as the headgear they do have headgear but i don't think it's super safe for an eight-year-old to be you know, getting punched or doing a lot of sparring. So I feel like you have to be really smart with your kid and where they go and 
what sparring they're doing or when they're fighting. Because um, one thing, too, a lot of people do is, like, they'll have their kids spar every week. And it's like, hey, if you don't have a fight coming up, you shouldn't be putting those kids through that. Yeah. And then um, karate. I never really did much karate. Um, I just know it's a lot of, like, point spar- sparring and stuff like that. Um, so I think, honestly, it is, like, a good discipline as far as, like, uh, it does teach, like, the respect and, like, same, like, uh, outline as jiu-jitsu. But as far as, like, a competition level, like, as far as how karate relates to self-defense, I feel like it's not on the same line. Whereas jiu-jitsu is a little more, like, you can relate to a lot more self-defense situations. Like, if someone tackles you or bullying situations and things like that. Oh, yeah. I've, I've definitely used jiu-jitsu to my advantage in a lot of uh, altercations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I've always been on board with the, the get him BJJ because my daughters. This is really the conversation that happened was she's... A little beautiful girl and i want her to defend herself and she they want to get her in cheerleading as well i was like okay it's great have a little cheerleader but then she, but she's a little pretty girl i don't i want her to be able to defend herself so i was like jujitsu girl of course right but then this opportunity came for this martial arts class so we've been back and forth the last couple of days like do we want to put them in anything at all and if we have to i'd rather this and she'd rather that so we keep butting heads, and hopefully she understands that I'm smarter than her. And uh, yeah. <laughs> just listen to me, girl. But uh, hold on, okay. Um, so when it comes to children, yeah, I agree about the the boxing thing. Uh, I was watching an interview with Ronda Rousey probably two, three years ago. She was on some nighttime um, interview, and she said that mixed martial arts is safer than boxing, and even with gear on. And I thought that was kind of odd because uh, you know, mixed martial arts, you're getting head kicks, you're getting choked out, people like fall asleep on the mat and when she said it kind of all right let me think about it you're spending three minute rounds just tapping a guy's head mm-hmm. back and forth as opposed to mixed martial arts where there's a lot of every, well it's everything wrestling fighting so is it truly safer i mean do, do you think it's safer boxing than oh. mixed martial arts so the thing i would have to say about that like um it may be, but not really, because, for example, with the MMA fight, um, for example, a boxing match, I can do a boxing match and maybe three months later come around and do another boxing match. Yeah. Whereas with MMA, I'm taking a lot more kicks, you know, leg kicks. So that's going to take time for my legs, my knees to heal. Um, we can do actual submissions. You know, my arm might pop, my knee might pop. Yeah. Um, and actually, like, elbows with the cuts are a lot more brutal than the yeah. boxing glove cuts. Yeah. So I feel like, as far as turnaround time, uh, MMA, like, it's full body contact. So you're getting the kicks to the legs, things that might take a little while longer to, like, recover from. Whereas boxing, as far as, like, CTE and things like that. that so that's know, what she meant. She pointed that out. Like, yeah. do you, you're more likely to get a concussion in boxing than you are right. in mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. Which I, which was her argument with the uh, the safety issue, right? And I, I got that because you're not getting tagged through a three minutes and the in the same one body part, right? But no, I okay. So it is safer. Uh, I would say yeah, but as far as like surgeries and knee problems and things yeah. like that, as far as like full body, you're gonna get a lot more like things with jujitsu as far as back problems, knee problems, and things like that. Yeah, I don't think I've. I don't remember seeing any mixed martial artist that's like suffering like uh, with Parkinson's or has like Muhammad Ali's uh, like when right. he was shaking as much. As and a lot of boxers do get that. They got the 
Alzheimer's, they get uh, Parkinson's, a uh, lot of memory loss. Yeah. And as far as I know, I have not heard of any of the older mixed martial artists with these problems. Right. Uh, you know, again, it's when, when did the UFC start? Like in the early nineties? I think so. With, yeah. So it gave us some time. You know, maybe when these guys right. get older. But you know, as far as I see it, like, just yeah. doing doing okay. Because you can strike if you don't feel comfortable. You could take them down. And on the ground, you know, not much really is happening as far as headshots. You know, ground and pound sometimes. But you know, the refs are a lot smarter. I feel like as far as stoppages with MMA, like yeah. if someone's getting you know beat on, they'll stop it. Or as far as boxing, if you're taking a lot of headshots, if you don't show any, like, you know, you know, if you don't fall, if you don't take a knee, it's not going to be as, you know, like with the judges or yeah. the refs. When, uh, when it comes to boxing, do you think you're going to – I I've, I feel this when um, – who was it? Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. When he went into his boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, I just had a fear. I was like, man, this guy better not try to wrestle with him or hold him tight or anything. Uh, do you think – is that part of your training? Um, no, because whenever I do boxing, it's like more boxing for boxing. And uh, honestly, if you if you take a boxer and put him in the MMA, and if he tries to fight his style in an MMA ring or a cage, you know, he's gonna get demolished because our stance, the stance is completely different. Yeah. The footwork's different. So me actually knowing like, hey, when I'm boxing and whenever I'm boxing for MMA, it's two totally different stances, two totally different ranges and things like that so just knowing the difference yeah uh how's your hands nowadays so um i'm actually training at kinder boxing club now and uh before you know i had a a good gym good training but i actually found a coach that like speaks like my language as far as like why i'm doing what i'm doing telling me like like um the body language as far as like kinesiology so like i'm doing this movement using this muscle and it actually helped my footwork so much, my movements a lot better. So I expect to see a totally different fighter in there and a boxer in there next time I fight. What's your picture-perfect knockout? Um, I would say either like an overhand, a solid overhand, or I really like my lead hook. I land my lead hook a lot. Um, a lot of like rolling into the like a leaping lead hook or something like that. All right, nice. I- I love seeing those. <laughs> yeah. And, like, when you knock them out, you just, like, I'm not even going to follow through. Right. Just walk away. Yeah. Th- those are the best. I love those. Like, mic drop. Yeah. Stun. Get up. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up. I'm waiting for this belt. Right. It's some air conditioning. <laughs> All right. So, is there, who's a boxer you look up to growing up? Um. So, growing up, I really didn't watch much boxing. Um, you know, a little bit with my, like, dad and stuff like that on the TV. But uh, right now, uh, Lomachenko, mm-hmm. uh, just his footwork and, you know, his in and out, his speed, everything like that. He's one guy I really like like to watch. Yeah. Oh, man. I uh, I had to grow up watching, like, Showtime and uh, HBO boxing on, like, the weekends. That was, like, the only time I could get out of the house is go to my aunt's house and have, like, a barbecue, watch some boxing. And that was our typical weekends when I was younger. So I, I grew up a fan of boxing. And then when it came to, like, Evander and Tyson – like yeah. that was a pinnacle like I was a teenager that was like the pinnacle of the year like oh heavyweight title like Tyson's coming back and then the incident happened with the year yeah and, uh, crazy yeah big discredit to boxing and like put a a big damper on Tyson and his image didn't help it just didn't help matters uh, I think when it comes to like boxers a lot of their professional boxers a lot of their um, social life plays a part of what's going on in the ring like Tyson, he went to jail before. He had yeah. that incident with Robin Givens, I believe. 
uh, Evander Holyfield. He has some gambling problems. Like people bring up these things and don't acknowledge how great of a fighter these people really right. are. And you know, it. I, I blame like sports writers and people mm-hmm. who are just trying to get a story in. Uh, now you have Tyson, who's in his older age, still still in good condition, and to their discredit, like they're not. I guess a, a big draw anymore because of what's happened in the past. But then you have Roy Jones who comes in like, hey, let's do this bout. Now people want to see this. Yeah. Now, months ago they had uh, Paul uh, Logan Paul. Paul Logan. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Logan Paul. There you go. Yeah. Who did he fight? He fought some other YouTube kid. Yeah, it was two YouTubers. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Right, and gave him. There was so much promotion around it. Right. And uh, what if I think they found the UK. Mm-hmm. And. I'm just here, like, who the hell are these kids? Right. Uh, like, they're, whatever happened to, like, the Tysons, the the Evanders, the Lennox Lewis's, like, the good heavyweight fighters. Who's the other kid that won uh, last year? The Mexican guy. Um, damn, it's not, it's gonna, Ortiz. Is it Ortiz? You know who I'm talking about? The big Mexican kid that knocked out the guy from the UK? Uh-uh. Total underdog. Like, fat, fat dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, like, yeah. knocked him down once, knocked him down twice. Ref called it like, "Oh snap! New heavyweight champion in the world." Uh-huh. That was I, that was a great moment for me seeing like the underdog make it. Right. I, I love rooting for the underdog, but I, again, brings me back to the whole YouTube thing. How do people see like a good fight? And I'm sure there's fans of Paul Logan that mm-hmm. because of his YouTube stuff, but do they even know about his wrestling background? Right? Do they know about his boxing stuff? Like, or are they just following the hype? Yeah, I think they're just following the hype because honestly, um, my son actually told me about the fight whenever it was coming up because he's a big YouTube fan. He watches YouTube. He watches all these things. So I think it was more just trying to get the attention of the younger kids and, you know, because those people had so much hype behind them or like, you know, the YouTubers have so like so much of a following, but they were trying to bring the attention to boxing. But I feel like it didn't do justice or it's not doing you know it's job to show what boxing's really about yeah i was not interested in it because of that right. i i didn't feel like it was going to be a real boxing match despite how strong both these guys are allegedly right. i guess they both train and pretty muscular mm-hmm. but uh again they're they're not known for their boxing like tyson and holyfield and uh, all sorts of great people that are out and about now and that that fight was hyped up because of YouTube and because right. of their celebrity status. Yeah. Uh, I think it's unfair, you know, for these yes. people who work so hard and they have these, you know, YouTubers who are like, hey, I want a boxing match. And they go find some good gym to train at for a few months, you know, and it just discredits it, you yeah. know. That's, uh, that's how I feel about like, celebrity boxing, too. Right. Like, do I want to see some old guys that were on some TV shows back in the 70s fight? Not particularly. Right. I think it's funny, but... I don't want to pay. I'd rather pay pay per view money for a good fight than watch yeah. celebrities duke I think it out. Chris, uh, Chris Brown was supposed to fight someone in boxing. I forgot <laughs> yeah, who I forgot it was. Uh, uh, I do remember that he challenged him. I was like, "Are you dumb? Right? Oh, don't uh-huh. fight nobody." And they'll post like videos of them hitting mitts, and it's just like, "Oh, is it Soldier Boy?" <laughs> I think, I think so. it was Soldier yeah. Boy and Chris Brown. Uh-huh. That was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Right. I do want to see. I want to see Soldier Boy get stabbed around, but I wouldn't pay good money no. though to see it it's just not my it's not my agenda i'd rather see good fighters who've been training for months years and then it's part of their life right sorry okay um now what was your one of your favorite fights growing up um i really don't know 
I don't think I have a favorite. There's not one favorite boxing match? No. Not one that sticks out? No. Damn. I got a couple. I'm telling you, I grew up on that HBO boxing. Yeah. I was just like Oscar De La Hoya's promotions. I was uh, seeing, who's the other kid that had the freaking bangs? Um, oh, who, who was the fight that got me so upset? It was against uh, Floyd Mayweather Floyd Mayweather and Enrique it Martinez, where he had his hands down and just, he hit him like twice and knocked him down. Yeah. After like a, I think he headbutted him, then the ref separated him, and then he apologized, and before he even put his hands up, got him yeah. with two, and then that was it. I don't know if you uh, watch boxing like now, but uh, they just had a fight. It was a pretty bad matchup. Uh, they had this girl, I think she was 18-0 and or, or 16-0 and or something like that. They uh, matched her up with the older woman, and she got a seven-second knockout. What? The older lady? Uh, the younger girl, because it was such a bad matchup. Uh, yeah. But... Knocked out the older lady. Yep. Seven wow. seconds. I think it was like a record history for women, though. So. Oh, okay. Good for yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. There was also another one where uh, the guys went into the ring, the bell rang, and one of the opponents walked out. I saw that. And uh, that, he played it well because he got his money. Right. But For weigh-ins and Yeah, but lost. Yeah. And uh, I think the controversy around it was that he was that the other opponent was overweight. And uh, there were some things that were that were promised, and then oh. yeah, and, and just didn't follow through. So, right. smart thing he could but do. But a is lot of a lot of promoters will do that. Like not like they they're kind of dirty, as in like. Um, so for example, a lot of people and like promoters in Vegas and stuff like that will call boxers from Louisiana, mm-hmm. just as far as like uh, or like different places in the South, just to feed to their fighters that are up and coming and things like that. Mm. So a lot of promoters do that. Like, they'll offer you a lot of money. They'll say, hey, we'll get you on this big show because of that. You know, if I'm the janky promoter, that's a win for me. Right. But, man, that's that's the shady side of sports world. Right. So you have to be smart. Like, hey, if I get this cool offer tomorrow to go fight in California on this big show or whatever, I have to, like, be like, hey, do I want to take this fight, you know, or... What are the pros and cons of this? Because a lot of promoters will do that just, you know, to get the edge over their fighter. Of course, yeah. They try and get theirs. Right. Which happens in Vegas. Yeah. Entertainment capital of the world. Yep. Are they still doing anything? Uh, Vegas? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think everything shut back down again. I'm not 100% sure. Um, I know they had the, uh, UFC fights going on at the Apex Center. Right. So, that's all I know about as far as fighting I'm out there. Yeah, I haven't heard of any boxing going on. Um like the sports I, I just know they're gonna have so do you watch NFL no okay so allegedly the NFL is gonna pr- go on with their sports calendar minus the preseason games so usually there's like three or four preseason right. games for every team they're not doing preseason this year they're just sticking straight to the regular season no fans in a lot of the uh, stadiums mm-hmm. like Philadelphia's one Vegas one Saints right here we're not gonna have right. any fans is now with the football program that's another thing it's a team sport mm-hmm. so it's a lot it's a lot of dynamics there's coaches defensive coordinators owners and then the players and their families and their families so is it it, it you're more than I more than likely someone's going to get the virus right then someone's going to miss a game then half the team's going to miss and this was being discussed on sports network um 2 days ago 
there, this is going to be a very odd football season. People are going to be missing. You, if you want to go see your favorite quarterback, there's probably a high chance he's not going to play one of the games. Or one of the running backs thinks he has a cold. It might be the virus. We're just going to take him out for two weeks just in case. Right. And, yeah, so this coming NFL season is going to be very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. And it's, they've already admitted that. Like, we're not going to see what we saw in past games right and with boxing and mma like you were saying like it, that's more of an individual sport like it's on the fighter and their cornermen and their coaches and when you're when you close the gate it's just you two inside that ring right. or inside that octagon and uh i that's why i think i'm more so ready to see that than the nfl right. and like the nba i watched it for a little bit just kind of laugh and stuff and see zion last night but uh it was not that it seemed like I was watching a, a high school game, mm-hmm. like the JV game. It was good, but, you know, only, like, some people were there. It wasn't as hyped up as it normally was, and that crowd does give it a different feel. Yeah, fans do make the sport, like, for a lot of sports, and uh, for our sport in particular, like MMA, like, I feel like the fans make, like, sway the judges' decisions, and then same thing for, like, basketball games and football games it makes it a lot more intense and hype and you know you don't have that hype behind it yeah. so i feel like it takes away from it whereas a fight you know no matter what when two people are fighting even if it's on the street there's going to be a crowd there's going to be you know people hyped up about it yeah. so regardless of the crowd or not for boxing and mma i feel like there's still that hype and energy yeah and so the one in september um you don't know if it's indoor or outdoor yet do you um i'm pretty sure it going to be indoor and i think they're honestly doing like 25 percent capacity um mm. because my mma coach i told him about the event but i don't think he's going to come because there is that capacity which is understandable you know he's being precautious um so i think they're actually going to do 25 percent and allow a few people in the audience for that one yeah. i uh I, I love the sport i love seeing the sport in the flesh but you know when you take away the fans yeah it does take away mm-hmm. a whole dynamic and and when you're in the heat of the, the fight, you're like, get up. Right. But without that person yelling and you're just listening to cornermen and commentators and people that are supposed to be there. Right. It's, uh, it makes it a little more tedious. And, uh, I'm, I mean, it's, regardless, it's fun. Right. Like, and one thing for me, like, uh, whenever my son can come to my fights, he's one of the voices that, like, I hear the most and, like, you know, sometimes even if I'm tired in a fight, like, you know, I, I have a lot of heart, but like, him, like hearing him cheer for me or saying "Go, mom," you know, yeah. gives that little extra like drive and push. You know, and not being able to hear that, it's kind of bummer. You know, not having the fans there, the crowd, or things like that. You know, because that sometimes like gives the fighters a little extra push too. Yeah, I, I know it does for me. I know when there's like street fights and people are like get up, David. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, so. You haven't been in a street fight in, long, in a long time, huh? It was only that one fight before yeah. I started my uh, fight career in training. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I kept sharing it. <laughs> World star. Yeah, it's on my face. <laughs> uh, has anybody tried testing you lately? Uh, no, honestly. Like, I honestly do not really hang out with people. I don't go much anywhere besides, like, you know, teaching classes at the gym and the gym. So, like, on a normal schedule, I uh, wake up in the morning, go teach morning classes at a gym in Thibodeau. Um... After that, I go, like, home for a little while, change, you know, eat some food. Then I go to boxing. When I get back from boxing, hang out with the family for a little while, go do my run. And by that time, it's, like, seven thirty, eight 8 o'clock, eat my last meal, shower, go to sleep, mm. do it all over again. Yeah. 
Man. Then yeah. on the weekends, I run my meal prep business and sometimes train. So. Okay. Oh, so you delivered those on the weekends? Yes. Okay, cool. Very convenient then. Yes. So I, I'm able to, you know, train 24-7 and then I basically go shop on the Friday, Saturday, cook Saturday, Sunday, make deliveries and have it all done. All right. Three days. Yeah. Well, yeah. Make sure you guys get a, your healthy living and lifestyle ready. Uh, by contacting Macy here at Macy's Meals, uh, I'm sorry, Macy's Meal on Instagram and Macy's Meal Prep.com online. And uh, you said email is not a good way to contact you, right? Yeah. Okay, but definitely hit her up on the gram, hit her up on this website, get your meals delivered to you, and that way you'll be prepped and start getting back in shape. And man, this hopefully this 2020 wasn't a big old waste of anyone's time. And yeah, get. Get lean and fit. You know, Christmas yeah. is around the corner. Got a summer is almost over. Did you even go out for the summer? Um, no, not really. We actually had a trip uh, planned to Miami that we had to mm. reschedule and cancel. Um, so that was unfortunate. You know, I was looking forward to going to Miami, and I was gonna t- make a trip to uh, American Top Team, yeah. um, get some MMA training out there while I was in Miami, but everything was shut down. So we ended up moving our vacation to Tennessee, out in the woods, secluded from everybody. It's not so bad. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's good life. How does that work when you go to like another city and you just want to hop in a, a gym? So um, our jiu-jitsu and MMA community is very like tight-knit. Um, so it depends who you know. Um, but most of the time, honestly, if you're a fighter and you're known in the fight community, you can reach out to a coach and say, hey, I'll be on vacation out here for so-and-so amount of time. Can I come train with you guys? And uh, it basically works really good like that. Um, so, for example, when I was in Tennessee, uh, I went last year also, and uh, I went training at this gym, and I also messaged the guys whenever I went this time, and uh, they set up some a private session. We got some work in and things like that whenever I went out there. Cool. All right. Well, awesome. Yep. <laughs> Usually when I go on vacation, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get fat. I'm going to go get some drinks. I'm not going to do anything else but enjoy myself. But, yeah, go out there and get some workout. Yeah. It's pretty cool to, like, travel and do what you like and you know get different bodies to work with because like training with your same training partners you know their ins and outs you know their game but to like go to a different gym or even if i go to a gym out in lafayette or baton rouge which is local um just to train with different people and see what my game works where my holes are and things like that is pretty cool i think like actually last time there was a dream place that you want to go train at or Mm -hmm. go uh learn a style of fighting uh do you remember what it was I think last time it was, I, th- I think I said Albuquerque for uh, with Holly Holm and all that. Yeah. But uh, uh, Greg Jackson's camp, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. But right now, um, if I had like a dream place, I think I would want to go possibly to New Zealand just because mm. it's so beautiful. And then uh, you have like Adesanya and all of them out there. That's right. Yeah. They have a good, no, they have a good group of people yeah, actually. Oh, yeah. 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 I totally forgot about them. Damn. All right. What about uh, in the boxing world? Like, would you want to train, like, in Thailand, some kickboxing stuff, or? Um, as far as boxing, um, I think, honestly, like, right now, and my game plan, um, I think I'm going to stay in Kenner. I have some really good stuff, but I think I might also go cross-train in uh, Pensacola whenever I can. I went there a few weeks ago and uh, sparred with Roy Jones's wife. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, okay, uh, you left that out. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> he told me, he's like, you're welcome anytime. Uh, she never fought before, um. Uh, doesn't have like intention to but she trains all the time with them and um you know so he told me just like work with her work light 
uh, work your jab, work your head movement, stuff like that. So he really liked what he saw as far as me working with her, and he's like, you're welcome to come back anytime. So, so Roy Jones Jr. saw you training with his wife. Yes. Nice. Um, so actually, uh, the promoter for the show that I was supposed to fight on set up the uh, training. Yeah. And uh, my coach told me, he's all like, think about this as like an audition when you go. Like uh, the sparring and the training and things like that. He's like, you have like eyes on you, you know, especially someone of Roy Jones Jr. So I was like, all right. So I went there. We get my training in. I didn't want to like be too fangirl and super hype and excited. Um, They had uh, Chris Eubanks there. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's a Mm -hmm. professional boxer. Um, They had a few professional boxers there that were getting some sparring in and uh actually did like a podcast interview out there too got some good you know media and stuff like that so it was pretty good exposure and then i get home and then the next week i find out that he's fighting tyson so it was pretty cool and then flashback to this week um flash forward should i say to this week and i find out that i'm fighting on his promotion so it's a lot of you know positive coming. yeah no it's it's really great to like see you i guess growing and doing awesome stuff and going from texas and then coming back here then dominating about to go back down it's uh, it's it's good to see you just during, especially COVID, right? Progressing and doing awesome stuff. Yeah. Um. All right. So I know we're about to run out of time really soon. Is there any last words that you want to pass on to the people? Any uh advice and uh, how to get a hold of you? Um. Just big things are coming. I'm making my pro boxing debut. Um. If you guys can't come out, please watch it on UFC Fight Pass. Download the Fight Pass app. Um, you actually get a free trial whenever you download Fight Pass. So if you guys want to save that free trial for September, please do so. Um, also, follow me on Facebook, Macy Bro, or follow me on Instagram at MMA underscore Macy Bro, B-R-O. And I'll let you guys know what fights I have coming up, and stay tuned for more fight info. Um, and if you want to get lean and start eating clean, please follow me uh, on Instagram at Macy's Meal or uh, macysmealprep.com and we have plans for you guys you can also ask questions through our website and order your meals there thank you guys all right awesome this is uh macy mako mako yeah mako mako man i didn't get my sharks right (laughs) (laughs) all right macy mako bro in the building thank you for coming on the show again it's been awesome and uh what a great way to close out our season on the booze brothers show we're coming in august with our season two we're gonna have great guests coming on and uh, it's been a blessing, and it's I make great people like you, and learn so much from people like you. And uh, you know, I commend you, I applaud you. You're a great mom. You're an awesome trainer. You are now gonna be a profe- uh, well. When do you con- uh, when are you considered a professional boxer? I mean, I guess you could say now, since I'm not going back to the amateurs. About have something lined up. You know, Hell yeah! Contract. We professionals up in here. <laughs> <laughs> Booze Brothers Radio Show, ninety point three FM. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys go follow. MMA underscore Macy Bro, or if you want to hit her up for those meals, Macy's Meal. All right, no S at the end. Macy's Meal on Instagram, or you could follow the website. I'm sorry, contact her on the website, Macy's Meal Prep.com. Once again, this is Booze Brothers Radio Show. Like Ellen says, be kind to one another. Thank you all for listening.